everybody. GM, GM, GM. Clemente, do me a favor. See, uh, I can't see Vinny coming up as a speaker. So I don't know if that is me or if it's, uh, and if I've made you co-host. Are you able to let me know if you can see that? Yeah, he's not requesting. I've invited him, but uh, maybe he uh, might need to leave. Ah, oh, here we I go. thought maybe no, he just wanted to listen. I thought maybe he just thought he'd been invited along to listen <laughs> in. <laughs> um, hey, hey, Vinny. GM, everybody, friends, welcome to episode 25 of Rug Radio and NFTs Beyond the Floor with me, Ben. The NFT 101, your host, following 24 wonderful episodes, all now available as a collection of podcasts via Spotify and Apple Music. Go there now, follow, download, and listen back at your leisure as we have started a comprehensive breakdown of Web3 progression, as told by builders, artists, and founders with real intent, our focus remains on the importance of storytelling in Web3 and the power of narrative to make a project unmissable. Um, I open the series on Mondays and Thursdays at the same time, 9 a.m. Pacific, 12 midday Eastern, and 5 p.m. here in the miserable, wet, rainy, horrible UK. Today on my panel, um, I have Tom Youngs. Hello, Tom. I know you are in and out. Bex. Hey, Bex, how are you? Oh, Hello, Bex. Having technical issues, it would seem. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'm good, thanks. Okay. Are we, all is, good. Is everything you. still up together and all good? Yeah, everything's all good. Just been busy working. Excellent news. Waiting for this baby. Excellent news. <laughs> Clemente, hey, man, how you doing, buddy? Amazing. I mean, I look, I'm, I'm excited to to chat and, and hear what, what Vinny has to say. I think this is our first or our most kind of artist-driven uh, show that we've had, so I'm, I'm really fired yeah, up Yeah, absolutely. Um, hey, Zerk, how are you, Zerk? Big man, how are we doing? All good, all good, man. All good. How are Thank you? you? I yeah, thought you were out on the out about. I'm coming out, but excited for this one. Yeah, 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 I am, mate. It's a bit of delay. Ah, uh, okay. Apologies. No worries. All right, well, you can uh, you can speak occasionally then. <laughs> um, uh, for those of you who joined me on Monday for our feedback session after 23 episodes, thank you. It was great to get some real-time feedback on the spaces we've been hosting to date. Um, I'm going to make some adjustments um, on the show going forward, including open mic Thursdays. So um, I think the intention remains to keep bringing a project in to join us each Monday. Um, and then Thursdays, I think it just, why don't we just catch up on what's going on, a bit of reflection, opportunity for people to share what they're working on. Um, so yeah, next week um, we have, so Monday the 21st, we were due to have Creeps uh, Overlord, but they have double booked me. Um, and so we're looking for another date with them at the moment. So uh, watch this space. I have a Really cool replacement coming in, um, and I will let you all know about that very, very soon. Um, and then, yeah, from the 24th, Thursday the 24th, our Thursdays will be open mic. Um, and I think it's a really good opportunity to just use it to talk. I want to talk about content creation a lot. Like, I want to talk about what people are doing, how they're doing it, um, and and I want to make it a space for all of you guys to come on board and uh, and really give us some feedback on what you're seeing in the space and what's going on. So, 
yeah, really, really interested to um, to hopefully get some positive feedback on that. Back to today. Um, today we have an artist whose work for me is among the most standout in Web three um, and beyond. To be honest, like I'm I'm really trying my hardest to keep it together, which is not what I did two weeks ago at NFT London when I met him outside a bar in London when I absolutely fanboyed like a loser and went, oh, Billy, I love you. Um, so, um, yes, the creator of the 1,000-piece collection Letters, which dropped in October 2021, over a year ago. Welcome, Vinny Hager. How are you today, Vinny? Hello, hello. How is it Good. going? Thanks thanks for Good. having well, me. Thanks for coming up, and I promise to do a better job yeah, of, of uh, keeping it together this time. <laughs> Oh, it was a lovely time meeting. <laughs> um, yeah, so October 2021, that you are OG, OG, OG. So, you know, you've you've been in the space and around the space for a long time. How how's, how's it been to have a collection go be out there for over a year already? It's, uh, it's a little surreal. I think this past year has, I can't tell if it's either flown by or it's gone incredibly slow. Um, so I'm, I'm thinking I'm right in the middle somewhere. Um, uh, every month has brought something new and exciting and, um, it's all because of, yeah, my Genesis collection letters. That was kind of like a starting off, uh, point for me in the space. Um, even though I had minted kind of some one of one works, uh, months prior, but I think a, a true introduction, uh, to me and my artwork in the space was, was letters. So yeah, it's been, a, it's been a crazy year and I'm excited to see, uh, see amazing. Amazing. Well, look, quick admin before we get going. Um, format of our spaces is intended to be pretty open conversation. I have our panel of speakers. I have you, our guest, um, we'll kind of see what we can do in about 45 minutes. And then at the end, let's look to invite some people up from the audience to maybe give a view or ask a question. Um, before we do that, you will all notice that I've changed my PFP, and some of you may have noticed this PFP rocking around for the last um, day or so. Um, I've just pinned a tweet, um, and essentially uh, the woman in the tweet here kind of contacted Moonpig, and Moonpig? The birthday card people, not Moonpig, Moonpay, my God. Um, and um, And she kind of somehow managed to convince them to accept a challenge. And essentially the challenge is um, if I can get 500 people to change their PFP to uh, this, and you can see it's mine, there are two actually, um, then uh, you'll give me $25,000, which I can spend on getting artistic and uh, technical, like tech equipment to like underserved communities, children, um, or through the States and stuff. Um, dollars $25,000 is um you know an incredible amount of money to be giving 100% of it into a charity like this um i've pinned the tweet and i would recommend you all have a look at it and i would recommend as many of you get involved as possible because it's a very very simple action um and it can do great things so yeah there we are um right back to it vinny um best place to start is like um, maybe introduce yourself in your background and then perhaps just give us like an indication of like your journey as it has been as an artist, kind of maybe from IRL kind of times all the way through into Web3 and how that's worked. Sure. Yeah. Uh, well, again, thanks for having me. Um, my name is Vinny. Um, and I think the the way I usually when, when somebody's like, hey, like, can you introduce yourself? Uh, what do you do? How do you do it? I, I always uh, harken back and 
and, and say that, you know, I was like a very creative, artistic little kid and always running around with, with chalk or coloring books and things like that. And I guess that was like the start of my, my art journey in my life, um, but really um, started to take things, uh, I guess, a bit more seriously um, in middle school. I kind of, you know, couldn't pay attention t- too well in, in classes and started to like doodle and scribble and, and fill space on all of my handouts and my paperwork in middle school. And that kind of led me to this pattern and shapes and symbols uh, style of drawing. So it all, all kind of was fueled through then or through there. And I kind of just kept on rolling with it and, and explored um, traditional artistic materials and mediums, obviously like works on paper and uh, drawing, drawing on different papers led into uh, trying on canvas. And that led to like exploring drawing on clothing and things like that and, and, and working on murals. So I think for me, I was always uh, interested and excited to explore as many different mediums and, and materials in, in art making as I could. And I think that ultimately led me to buy an iPad and uh, kind of start to draw digitally. Um, and this, my, my kind of style of drawing um, always kind of stayed the same, whether it's, um, you know, shapes and symbols or characters or imagery kind of jam packed um, together that, you know, all of these things kind of filled space in different ways. And um, I think my, my kind of Web3 NFT journey really started maybe um, right maybe right before the pandemic. So like two-ish, two and a half years now, which is kind of crazy to even think about that. Um, but I was doing a lot of um, airbrush, like physical airbrushing, like clothing and, and rugs and home goods and stuff like that. And I went and uh, dropped off this rug to somebody that had purchased it through my web store and they we, we just got to talking and he was like hey do you know what like nfts are in decentraland and these things called whales and he was just like using all these buzzwords at the time i guess they weren't really buzzwords because I, I wasn't too familiar with them and um he kind of uh explained it to me and how you know it's all these kind of digital uh artworks that people are buying in digital land and kind of piqued my interest then and uh at that time i was just starting to just normally post my artwork on uh, Twitter just to use it as another social media and uh, started to follow a lot of artists on here and, and saw that they were also posting about NFTs. So it all kind of culminated um, all together and ultimately led me to mint a couple artworks just to learn about the experience and to explore different marketplaces and then ultimately um, to put on my thinking cap and, and uh, wanting to explore a bigger collection and ideas, which which then were my my letters collection. So that's the I guess the short synopsis over the past two two and a change year. Wow, yeah, and it's a real like um, uh, I guess uh, really well timed. Um, you know, you you've come into the space at a, a moment where there's a real like you know a, a, we we call it the bull run, I guess, but that you know there's this whole wave of euphoria that's happening um in in the space, and and it's that's very very different to where we're at now, like. I guess your your artwork has a real like um defined distinct style like you know people will know that it's a Vinnie Hager they're looking at uh, immediately you know what what was your inspiration behind that style of work you know what how have how have you ended up there in that space with with your particular style Yeah I think maybe before I started to take my artwork super super seriously I was you know influenced by you know, I mean, as like a eight, nine, 10, 11 year old kid, like graffiti, I was super inspired by that and like line work and um, things like that. I never really part partook 
in doing graffiti myself, but like keeping my eyes to the streets and seeing kind of different art styles. And I watch, you know, I'd have like a stack of graffiti books and uh, street art books and um, watched a lot of documentaries about that. So I think that was really um, an inspiration for me at the time. And then, you know, my, my childhood house had a lot of artwork up on the walls from like Joan Moreau and some of these older kind of traditional painters that had imagery and, and um, I, uh, iconography and these kind of different, different things. Now that I'm kind of thinking of, or talking about it out loud, I'm kind of realizing some of my other like childhood inspirations and where it may have came from. But I think the one deciding factor was, you know, probably not being able to pay attention in class. So I just would doodle all the time and just scribble and scribble and scribble and kind of started to draw the same things over and over. And one of those happened to be like the letter and the eyeball and these flowers and different things that I still draw to this day. So I think it's just, you know, repetition played a big part and was a big inspiration somehow in in my artwork and just kind of doing the same thing over and over until it kind of became recognizable or, or noticeable in different ways. And, um, yeah, I think I think there was an assortment of different things that inspired me and that still inspire me now. And it's interesting because obviously like um your each of your letters is a one of one and they all have different names and things like you know. So I'm just I'm I'm curious like you you say repetition. Yeah, there are lots of little icons that kind of spring up all over, but I always ask this question in the show particularly for projects that are kind of trying to build like um a brand around a game or, or something or a different kind of level of IP. And, and I asked them what storytelling means to them. And I guess with each of these letters, there's a story behind it. And that's my assumption. And you should never assume, my mum told me, but here I am assuming anyway. What does storytelling mean to you and the art and letters as a collection? Yeah, I think at that time, like I was mentioning earlier, you know, I had minted a few one-of-one artworks and just kind of wanted to learn more about the space and um, I realized early on, like the importance of what you mint and why you minted, and you know it's going to be there forever. The blockchain's permanent, and things like that. So after I kind of minted a few pieces, I, I took a step back and really just started to listen into Twitter Spaces and Clubhouse was still kind of a thing. So I was listening there and just creeping through what other artists were creating, why they were creating it, what bigger projects and founders were doing, and why they were doing it. And I just kind of just took a step back and realized, like, okay, you know. I'm an artist. I have this style of drawing that I'm known for. Um, maybe what could be my place or what could I create that could stand out in, in a different way and kind of a, a through line through my other artworks previously. And of course my physical and digital artworks, like where could a larger body of work fit and like, why would, why do I think it's important to create it? So I hadn't really seen artists um, come out with bigger collections, let alone be, all hand-drawn and hand-titled. So I just thought that was, I guess, a touchstone that that hadn't been, um, or at least that I hadn't seen before. So I kind of saw my letters collection um, as like a traditional gallery show almost. You know, uh, traditional gallery shows are, you know, they have a title, an all-encompassing title, and then each artwork in the show is related back to that title. But, you know, you can view the show as a whole with all of its artworks, but then you can also take your time with each individual piece. And and those have their own stories and their own ideas and their own um, imagery, et cetera, in them. So that's how I kind of treated letters. You know, I wanted uh, the collectors or whomever minted them to, you know, relate to the pieces, whether they liked it by the colors, the imagery in it, or the name. Um, the collectors then have their own thoughts and feelings and ideas around the piece. And then 
I also have my own reasoning for why I created them, why I colored them that, why, why they're named that. Um, and recently I started to do this little segment in my discord and on Twitter where I just give context to each letter and you know what, what the, what the meaning of the titles mean and kind of break it down like that. But I just like the, the, um, allowing people to see the pieces and then come up with their own ideas. Cause then it fuels me and helps me, uh, um, learn more about that. So I think there's a lot of different ideas there and, um, I'm just interested in one, what other people get from my pieces and what they put together um, by the title or the imagery or things like that. And then um, I've been slowly sharing maybe my my reasoning around them. I love that. And I love how it becomes multifaceted in the sense that it means something to you, but it means something to everyone who owns or holds or views it. And that's um, that's a really interesting concept, actually. Um, yeah. Before we and keep I think, oh, um, go on, carry on. Oh, yeah. Oh, just to touch on that for a second. Yeah, I yeah. just think you know, Web3 has opened up like a world where collector and creator can have a like a really close dialogue. And I think that's really important to uh, for artists to do. And um, also, I mean, bigger projects as well, but it might be a bit harder with larger communities compared to a, a small art fo- focus collection. But um, yeah. yeah, well, let's let's keep talking about that then. And, and actually, let's talk about what it what it has meant to then curate as alongside a collection, it, what, what it's meant as an artist to curate a community, because um i came into your discord this week i wanted to you know do a little bit more research and have a look at what was going on and you know there's a really engaged group in there and you know it's no mean feat to to keep a group engaged in that manner for as long as you have already um and so what has it been like how hands-on are you you know what what are you collectively working towards as a community and i I don't mean utility and all of that nonsense i but i i just you know what 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 are you guys working on in that discord or if even if it isn't working what, what what's your collective passion yeah yeah for sure i think um you know a little over a year year and a half now when we kind of opened up the the discord we wanted to you know we we we're an art focused project you know me um uh, my my manager and friend toby um, my friend Dose, who helped out with the project, and my friend Rico, who helped out, you know, we just kind of wanted to culminate a, a group of people that were interested in artwork and wanted to talk about artwork. And I guess, in a weird way, specifically my artwork, which is still uh, uh, weird to try to talk about and, and to realize that there are people out there and, and a community that has formed around it, which I think is incredibly special. But um, just having that as kind of the, the, the jumping off point. Uh, was something special you know we weren't in there talking about floor price or all those other buzzwords that we always talk about but um just talking about artwork and talking about you know what everybody's doing in that day like it's just now kind of like a larger group of friends that share ideas talk about artwork talk about life um and something that we just announced the other day i see him in in the crowd scout we just made him a mod in in our discord because he's there every day just talking chatting asking people what they're up to and and helping engage in the conversation and the broader scope of of my artwork so um you know when when people are in there every day we we see it we value it and we kind of um want to uplift that so i think as a whole you know i get feedback and and responses from the things that i do and post and the artwork that i create through the the community that's there and I always keep that in mind and people are always vocal and asking me questions and I, I try to respond to everything that I can and be in the discord every day. So to me, it's just, it's a normal part of my day and I just like to see what people are up to, what they think about. And, and then specifically if it's catered towards my, my artwork or what I'm creating, or I guess my art career, then I'm always all ears and, and want to just see what, uh, what people have to say. And I, and I take it 
um, good criticism, bad criticism, all the above. So I think it just helps to have a lot of people um, around or in a discord that you can, you can feed off of in positive, positive ways. So I think there's a lot there. Yeah. I, I, and I couldn't agree more with you. That's, that's exactly what we're trying to curate with this show is, uh, you know, let's not talk about floor price and let's not stress ourselves out with whether we're winning or losing or we're up or we're down. Let's talk about what we're all into and what we're all passionate about. And I think, um, that really comes through. Um, and I see scout is a cool cat holder also. And I know that you have a cool oh, we, cat. We love the cat. Yeah. <laughs> I know that you are really kind of in with the cool cat community and you have your cat. That's kind of a really, a real reflection of you. Uh, I, I'm eager to talk a little bit about, that uh but actually i think more than that like i'd love to know a bit more about your nft collection or your art collection like what uh, uh, your work aside what are you into and what do you enjoy in in the space and beyond oh well one thing that i've been wanting to do i've been wanting to collect more uh physical artwork uh i just got a new home so i want to kind of furnish that in certain ways to look at different things um Every day, so I've been like collecting some friends' physical artworks um, as well as some some digital artworks. I think uh, as I was preparing for the show, I was looking through my wallet to see what what artwork I've collected uh, uh, over the past few months to a year, and um, I've definitely gotten some artwork from from artists that I one am inspired by and and, and enjoy their works. So I got like uh, Jake the Dgen. I got one of his Internet Explorer pieces. Jake is you know a legend in his own right and always pushing things forward in the space. So I had to get one of his pieces. I have a, a Terrell Jones, um, moo. It's like a, a, a digital painting of a cow. So I love them. Um, an emotional, uh, he, he creates his, his fediverse, which is this little purple rat. Um, so I have one of his pieces and just, you know, um, all these different kind of art Twitter kids that I met, you know, a year, year and a half ago, two years when I was getting on Twitter, are now have now skyrocketed in their own own accord in their own careers and putting out additions and one of one artworks that sell out super fast. So sometimes you got to be quick. And even if they're 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 my friends that I've talked to for a while, I always try to support and where I can. And picked up some some photography from some other friends. And um, I think in my my physical art collection I, I'm lacking, but uh, I have a, a what do I got? I'm walking around my house right now. Um, <laughs> uh, Alex or Alec with it with a cue i have him and me were, were friends in real life and i have a physical painting of his um and a few other little frame things around but um yeah i definitely like to do both and and i want to continue to collect uh from all sides but it's always tough i mean there's always so many moving parts and so many things on twitter that you can only keep up with so uh yeah. stuff sells out quick now especially for like one of one artists or, or sure. artist edition pieces sure. so it's always tough but i, I always when, when i when i see something pop up quick i try to try to support where i can I sent a message to my friend Christina just before uh, I came on um, a moment ago and I said, Vinnie Hager on today. I'm really excited. And she said, I love him so much. I was on him really early and I've got one of his Bitsky pieces. You can't buy them Ooh, anymore. Let's go. Yeah. So, uh, <laughs> yeah, I know what you mean. Like you really do need to have an eye for it um, if uh, if collecting and, and your kind of like portfolio value is something that's important to you. But I guess more broadly than that, it's about something that really appeals to you, right? And um, and so I'm I'm curious. You create digitally, you do create physically as well, and you also you kind of that graffiti side of things. Like at um, I think maybe the first NFT NYC, I saw an article where you turned up just outside a store with a big blue door, and you just kind of 
um, did your thing on a big door. Like how much of that kind of just turn up and get creative are you still doing outdoors so that people, the public, whatever, can come along and see what you're up to? Oh, yeah. Yeah, I love doing stuff like that. Um, this past weekend I was in L.A. and we had a, in Venice at Collective Gallery, I had a bit of a, a retrospective show. So kind of featured in, on these display screens um, one of my first NFTs on Rarible, up and through the Bitsky pieces, and then some 101s on Known Origin and Foundation, and lastly, uh, displayed my letters collection. And um, we had the opening night on Friday and encouraged people to, you know, bring random stuff, bring whatever you want. Uh, I'll draw on it, I'll customize it, you oh, know, just, cool. just for fun. We had like a big drawing session, and um, some people brought, you know, some this guy brought a chessboard that I drew on, other people brought, you know, note cards or shoes or other clothing, and you know, I love the the ability just to be like, hey, like, I'm at this event or, you know, we're throwing this event. Come by. Like, I'm always open to chat, talk about artwork and then and customize and draw on different stuff. So that is I think amazing. that's the, the great thing about it. Yeah. You know, kind of, you know, everybody's on Twitter all day, listening to spaces, keeping up with Discord. But, you know, when there's these other events going on and people come out in real life, which is even weird to say. It's always good just to like, you know, oh, I'll give you a, a physical Poe app to take along with you where it's just a drawing or something. Yeah, fun. yeah. So I try to do that stuff as much as I can. I work with um, Philip Colbert, who's an incredible artist, um, and he's just been running an exhibition. It's on still, actually, in Rome, um, and he's got some really big, like, physical, big statues, um, and he keeps talking about his <laughs> he's showing all this artwork off to all of these people in Rome. And he, I think the story I've heard him tell most is the one about the restaurant he went to and the fact that he he drew one of his lobsters on the menu and then he went back a couple of weeks later and the menu had been framed. And uh, it's funny, oh, but it's that. funny, isn't it? Because these are the things, you know, as an artist, that was something that really kind of struck him. And you've said something similar, like that's, that's something that you really enjoy doing. I, I would love if uh, I'd love to know how many people turn up with like Nike dunks or air force ones i bet you that's the most drawn on thing for you that would be my guess yeah i think i think like nft la people were just asking me to draw on their shoes yeah <laughs> we're still wearing their shoes it's exactly like, you know what, what i would do. On them. And they just had like random expensive shoes and i'm like are you sure you want me to like kind of scribble on these things i don't know 100 percent. Um, it was a good time um bex hey i can see you've got your hand up patiently sorry that's okay no um, um really interesting conversation I, i'm a huge um collector of art and love digital art and I think your work's amazing Vinny um I actually wanted to kind of ask about the business side of of the art that you do um on your Twitter profile it says that you're repped by United uh United Talent and I think what's quite interesting about the web3 space is that you know a, a lot of it for artists is about cutting out that middleman and making your own kind of generative wealth uh from you know from being able to take things in from marketing to publicity to everything into your own hands. And I'm just intrigued to kind of know, we've seen success stories with like, you know, Jenkins of Valley being repped by CAA and things like that. Like how, um, how, how involved are talent agencies uh, in helping you within the Web3 space or are they actually purely helping you in real life on a different kind of journey uh, within your artistry as well? Yeah, for sure. I think that's a, a great point. Um, I remember maybe, yeah, a year, a year and a half ago, uh, prior to that, um, I was doing a lot of my own. I was like a bit of a one man army, obviously do all emails. I was doing a lot of physical clothing sales, so shipping, customer service. I was just doing everything kind of by myself. And 
I realized that I was getting to a point in my quote unquote, you know, artist career that I really wanted like um, a helping hand. I wanted a bit of a team to just talk to and share ideas and say, oh, is this right? Should we do this? How can we do this? Can you help me with that? Um, so I was always open to, to having a team around. And, and luckily at that time, I got this kind of miraculous DM from my now manager and really close friend, Toby Lasso. And uh, he helped out with the letters project. And uh, he, he got a team around us of developers and other people to help out. So it's like slowly putting together this, this team of creative people that had their own skill sets and their own creative ideas. And it really helped me form uh, my ideas and kind of where I wanted to go. And it was an extension of, of my artwork and, and these people that I started to surround myself with and, and work with, they would, you know, want to protect me, but they also wanted to, you know, share my artwork as much as they could and wanted me to focus on the artwork. And that, that was always a sentiment that, that I really felt strongly about. And then kind of hmm, six, seven ish months ago, I, I got kind of looped in with UTA and um, was just interested in the, in the, in the fact that they obviously are a huge talent agency um, and had connects and opportunities and, and ideas for an artist like me. And um, it fell kind of in my lap in, in the most perfect way. Like uh, I'm not too much uh, focused on the money or the money making. I rather try to like explore how I can get my artwork shown in different places in different arenas and different uh, materials and, and mediums and kind of the exploration of all of those um, by using an, a talent agency or signing with a talent agency, they would have the ability to be like, hey, we have this opportunity. What do you think about it? I'd be like, oh, that's great. Or let's take the meeting. Or if I had an idea of something, I can bring that to them and then they can help execute in uh, whatever way that they seem fit. So I think to me, I just like incredibly, incredibly excited to see, um, well, one, we have some other stuff coming up, projects, partnerships, different brands that, that we're working with, which I'm excited about, but then also like what the future holds. And like, if I just have a random idea for something, I have people, I have an outlet to go to, to be like, Hey, is this possible? Can we do this? Like, I know I have some crazy ideas, but, um, so I think it's really great that I have a, a bit of a team around me, um, whether it's the agency or my management company or some assistants that help me out. It's just, to me, it gives me a, a sigh of relief that I have people that want to protect me in certain ways, but then also I can reach out to with ideas and, uh, kind of all of the above. So to me, yeah, an agency has, has helped, has helped greatly. And, and it's, uh, it's to me and, and the kind of place where I want to be as an artist, it, it's been, uh, been really helpful. Um, but I do echo the sentiment about like artists getting into web three, they want to take custody. They want to do it all by themselves. But I think for me personally, that, that got a little too much and I, and I needed some help in different ways. So it's been, uh, been really helpful. Great question. Great. Back. Thank you. Oh, Thanks. <laughs> I was just gonna say thanks, Vinny. <laughs> um, I um, you said earlier putting your thinking cap on, um, and I note that your PFP is you wearing a cap. And I know when I met you, you were wearing a similar cap. And I've been on your website, and I can't see these caps, but I'm curious. Um, like, how much of your artwork are you? hoping or expecting to kind of carry through into product that people can purchase that isn't like outrageously expensive so things like caps and t-shirts and you know and I, i'm not going to use the word merch because i i don't for sure <laughs> i don't believe that's what you i love that i don't think that's what you'd be creating but i'm just i'm Thanks. curious like how much of it do you want how accessible do you want your work to be going forward for sure i well i think I think it's two kind of different ways of thinking. I want maybe 
what I meant or what, you know, I put on the blockchain per se mm -hmm. to be, you know, very thought out, very, you know, meaningful in different ways, like my letters collection, like the um, things I'll be uh, minting and, and posting about uh, the rest of the year. Like those things are kind of meaningful, but things with like clothing or um, smaller drawings and, and these kind of more accessible um you know not as expensive things as maybe my nfts like i'd want those as accessible as possible i've been doing um these like web store releases on, on my own little web store vinniehager.store for like four ish four and a half years now you know you know once or twice a month you know whether it's the the, the trucker hats or it's pants i've drawn on or it's ski masks or it's screen printed t-shirts or it's uh little lighters like little little just things that i want to explore in different ways and I forgot where where I watched it, but it was some like random art documentary on YouTube or something. And this artist was saying, you know, this new generation coming up, you know, they, they love design, they love art, they love supporting brands and artists and all this. But sometimes, you know, you know, kids in their late teens into their early 20s, even late, late 20s, um, they can't afford a big painting in their house. They can't afford an expensive NFT, but they'll they'll support you with a $30 T-shirt. And then also it's just they're walking around with your artwork on themselves all day and talking about it and getting questions and things like that. So that kind of um, sparked a, yeah. a thought in my head a while back. And it's like, yeah, you know, people want to support and be there. And if they like it, they'll try to support it any way they can. So that's why I like to make, you know, the hats, the ski masks, T-shirts, kind of ex any of those kind of wearable, tangible things I think is important as well. I heard um, Jeff Staple talking to Farouk on uh, Rug Radio a couple of weeks back saying exactly the same thing like he was thinking how on earth am i going to get i'm painting all of these things in my apartment in brooklyn and <laughs> nobody's i've got ten thousand dollars worth of stuff in my apartment and no one can see it and i can't get into a gallery what am i going to do and so he kind of found the screen printing side of things and just started making t-shirts and gave them to a few people and that became his advertising that that became his brand and then well you know we know where we are now with jeff staple right yeah yeah i think it's I think as like artists, I mean, if you're an oil painter and you paint landscapes, you know, maybe that's a little tougher to kind of get on a T-shirt and sell. Um, but if you're, you know, type of artist that's more into graphic design or just design in general, like there's there's more ways than one to, to kind of put your artwork out there in, in different facets. And I, I've kind of seen that in my own work um, by just exploring, you know, whether it's drawing on paper, turn to doing bigger paintings, turn to drawing on clothing to murals to posting on social media like there's all these kind of different ways to to post and get your artwork out there instead of just being alone in a studio making a ton of paintings and then go well what do i do with them now mm. <laughs> um, so I, I think it's different for different artists of course and you kind of have to find your own through line and your own ways to do it all but um yeah it's it's super interesting when i kind of think back on it um you uh, you've done work with um keith and the team at um Time Magazine. I saw that you were a part of the Slices of Time um, collection, and I know that you've done other bits and pieces. What's it been like working with uh, Time? Like, how did that relationship get? How we, how was that formed? And and what's it been like working with um, such an established brand like Time? Yeah, I mean, it's it's crazy to even think about it. I had a uh, somebody had sent me a photo. I think it was like one of my my great cousins, like my grandma's niece or somebody. Uh, I was on the phone with them the other day and they were like, Oh, we were looking at a, an older issue of time magazine and your, your, one of your artworks was in there. And that was just like a weird kind of fun coincidence to, uh, 
to relate back to like the normal non-Web3 world. <laughs> um, but the relationship has been great. You know, they've all been so lovely and so open to helping out with anything that I've done. But um, that slices of time, time pieces, uh, my artwork came up because it was uh, they time invited one artist and that artist was allowed to invite another artist. So Klon from the Cool Cats, um, they invited him and he was like, oh, of course, I got to do it with Vinny. So him and me both did ours uh, side by side. So that was like another cool kind of surreal moment. Like, you know, Cool Cats was such a big part and the, the community was such a big part in my my success and my I guess upbringing in the, in the web three space. And then to, you know, start to become really close friends with Klon and hang out and then uh, being able to do kind of collaborative works together, especially with time. It was, it was really a serendipitous and like a sweet moment uh, for me to do. Amazing. How, um, Clemente, one second um, and then straight to you. How, how amazing was um, Cooltopia at NFT NYC? Un- unreal it wasn't my it. favorite thing it was my favorite thing it. where yeah they need that thing needs to go on tour honestly it just needs to go to like every state i came away from new york and i was like um there were certain communities that did amazing things um particularly the creeps uh, they, their their gigs were just incredible but um but in terms of like activation and in terms of what the developed ip of a pfp project could become it was like Disneyland. Like it was just off the scale good. I was so impressed. And I talk about it all the time. I went with uh, um, one of my colleagues and friends, uh, Axe, and uh, yeah, we just, we were, both of us, absolutely blown away by it. It was amazing. Um, yeah. So you work a lot with, with Klon, or you hang out with Klon. Like, what's that like? He's, um, he's another kind of inspirational artist in the space. Yeah, he's the best. Uh, I hung out with him the other day. We got ice cream and talked about artwork, and then we drew for a while. Um, <laughs> I him, love him and his uh, him and his wife, Jeej, uh, They Jeej got a um, a spot in LA called Custom Land. So it's like all this like fun art materials, making clothes, airbrush, chain stitching, like all this fun stuff. So every time I go to LA, we all meet up there and get food or, or draw and hang out and chat. So yeah, it's kind of weird just to like you know to to come from seeing his experience, his rise in NFTs, cool cats, et cetera, looking up to him to some degree and like then just becoming friends. Like it's lovely. It's, it's like a, you know, another person that I can reach out to with questions or ideas or, you know, just chat about life, you know? So it's, so it's, it's uh, again, serendipitous. Yeah, right. Absolutely. (laughs) Clemente. Sorry, sir. No, not a problem at all. Uh, Vinny, I, so I, I know we talked about this a bit earlier on the show that you, you minted out your, your letters collection, uh, in, end of October of last year, fast forward to today, it is a completely different landscape, I think, for for an artist, given the market conditions, given the the kind of royalty debate, we don't necessarily have to go into that. But I'm curious, like, if I would love your honest take on like, if you, instead of launching back then started your collection today, what would you think like would you feel like a you'd have you'd be able to have the same level of success that you've had over the last year if you were able to launch today or would you have to pivot and do things differently as an artist given the the overall landscape of what's going on today Oof, uh crazy one to think back on um i don't know where i would pivot now i would because i mean there's I want to say there's a lot of noise in the space, but noise is like a bit more of like a negative connotation. There's just like a lot of stuff going on all the time, every second. There's always 10 Twitter spaces with X amount of people in them. Like, what do you listen to? Who do you follow? Where do you go? 
what artists are good, which artists are bad, um, who, who's a good actor, who's bad. like there's just so much going on. It'd be really hard to kind of pinpoint exactly where to start. Um, so I'm not sure. Where, I don't know if I'd have the same level of um, uh, success or things like that if I didn't start back then because everything just seemed to move a bit slower. I mean, even though it's only about a year, year and a half, that time has gone by. There's just a lot more going on in the space. Obviously, you know, the market talk and things like that, but I don't think that totally affects what artists should do or how they should feel or how they should create. Um, but it's a tough one to look back on. I don't, I don't know how I would pivot. Um, I definitely spent, oh shoot, I just had a burp. <laughs> Excuse me. <laughs> um, just burped like a, like a throat frog or whatever it is. <laughs> Would you know what? Know we didn't hear it. You could have got there. away with it. Really. <laughs> drink water. <laughs> Oh, I mean, there is no right answer at the moment. And uh, and Clemente, like, yeah, I mean, maybe we should ask about it as well. Like the last week in the, in the space has been a bit nuts. And if I'm honest, I've sort of had enough of listening to like the, the crypto brigade. Um, I'm really interested to kind of gain your perspective as an artist on the state of the market, but, but perhaps maybe a little bit more about like the outlook for the future. Like, what do you, what do you hope for the web three space from an artist's perspective for, for like future generations or for, you know, for sure. in the next 12 months, I don't know, like, but I'm, yeah. I'm really curious. Yeah. I think in my own kind of work mentality, my own quote unquote art career, my own kind of life, you know, day to day, I, I try not to like plan or think too far ahead. Like I try to think like 12 hours ahead because like, anything can happen. And sometimes if you're not in the loop or you don't know what's going on in so many facets of your life, it's hard to like plan for everything. So I don't know what the next 12 months to three years will look like. Um, I have been trying to like keep up with, uh, you know, I'm super interested in all the tech side and, you know, of course all this, you know, FTX jazz that's going on, everything. You know, I try to like listen to as much space as I can just to like learn and absorb it and try to, you know, see what's going on, keep my, keep my ears to the streets, if you say. But um, yeah, I think I think artists will continue to prevail and continue to do great partnerships, create great artwork, mint in different ways, explore tech in different ways. That's what I'm really excited about over the next, you know, XYZ years, one, two, three, 20 years. Um so I'm excited about that, but I don't know too much about where the markets and everything will go. I try not to pay attention to the price as much or, or all this kind of crazy hubbub, but I think it does affect some people's mentalities or like, oh, should I even bother trying to mint my artwork now? You know, will people buy it? Or is everybody too scared? Well, what's going on? Mm -hmm. I think you just got to kind of stick to your guns and, and kind of believe in what you want to believe in and put in the work to, to get to where that is. And I don't think a lot of these outside factors are going to, affect too many things but you know of course i still have a positive outlook for um web3 and nfts as a whole i obviously don't think they're going anywhere ever they're only going to keep expanding in different ways and hopefully that they're expanding in the ways of you know putting art and art folk art focused kind of things to the forefront instead of maybe um all the hype about pfp projects and these kind of things um yeah i don't know a lot of different thoughts about that one yeah i think you know and all really great thoughts like um, this notion of trying to I think we're at a, we're at a stage genuinely I believe we're at a stage where um, all of the people who are going to get really really upset in the in this downturn like they're now at their loudest and perhaps a lot of them have actually exited 
And I think what we're left with now is a whole group of people who agree that like get rich quick has gone. And now we're all here because we appreciate what's going on. We either appreciate it, appreciate it from an artistic point of view. We appreciate it because of how it gives us um, access either as a creator or a founder to a community or as a community member to someone who, you know, like your, your, um, you know, your, uh, what you just mentioned there about Clon, like the fact that you were such a fan and now here you are hanging out like that, that idea of just the access, how close creators and, communities fans can become i think is just such an exciting thing so i actually went onto a spaces about an hour and a half before this one um and um i i came up and i was like um i got invited to ask a question and i said it's more of a statement i would like everybody in web3 who is really passionate about it to like open a notes page in their phone or on their in their diary, their journal, or, or on their desktop. And I'd like them to make sure that they write a very quickly accessible list of things that they love about the Web3 space. So like friends they've made, communities they've joined, art they love, projects that they're looking forward to seeing develop, uh, brands that they can't wait to see come in. Because we're about to go into the holiday season, the festive season, where we're all going to bump into our family members and our friends who are all going to say, I read about the market crashing. What the hell are you lot doing over there all day long? And so I really hope, I really hope that people get their kind of battle plan ready so that when they get challenged, as they definitely will, they can at least turn around and say, this is not wasted time. This is, this is the future. And, uh, and I've met some of the best people I know, and I've enjoyed every second of it. Um, I yeah, I, I love that. I think one, that's a great idea. Um, but also as you were talking, like I was trying to think like, okay, if I were to like exit, I, I don't think I would ever exit, but like, if I did, what would I do? And of course, yeah, I'd still paint and still draw, but like my day to day and the things I look forward to and things that I'm excited about all revolve around this space. And like my day to day is just fueled by Twitter spaces, listening to Twitter spaces, being on discord, working on digital projects and partnerships and, and meetings. And like, I don't know. Yeah, I, I, I couldn't fathom the idea of just like exiting just because like price is going down and we're, you know, the future is, is weary. Um, but I think there's still so many, so many, so many people entering the space, big brands, great artists, the little artists to the big artists, whomever you are, like it, it's just still such like a positive um, outlook. I think most of that, you know, people say on Twitter spaces, everybody still turns up every day. And if you want to exit, that's fine but i think there's just so much more exciting things to come and to explore and you know the best is yet to come i would say that's a great sentiment i agree um what about your future like we've spoken about the space <laughs> what what are your plans like have you got anything really really exciting like a, another drop or a, a a big activation are you doing anything in miami like what what's um for sure. what's coming up for you yeah so i think right now um I'm getting my Art Basel plans together. I think I'm going to be a part of like five to six different events in different capacities, which is really, really exciting for me. I'll definitely be posting about those more. It's it's not letters focused or like my NFT collection focused, but more about, you know, me, my artwork, live drawing or displaying artwork there at different events. So I'll be posting about that. But um, my next drop, with, which will hopefully be, I don't want to say in a few days, I haven't pinpointed the date yet, but I've been lucky enough to be one of the first um, creators and a batch of artists to uh, to use to, to mint a digital collectible through Instagram. 
So I'll be posting more about my 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 artwork and my additions uh, within the next few days. So that's that's what's coming wow. up next. And we got a lot of other stuff coming. But uh, the main thing is, yeah, Instagram slash Meta. And they invited me to be one of their first creators of, of a digital collectible through Instagram. So that's I'm gonna be amazing. posting about that. Yeah, is so that, super is that alpha? Have you have you already shared that, or am I am I getting I think, exclusive? I think Meta tweeted just my name in the list of the other artists, but I haven't. That doesn't count. Yeah, no. I mean, I haven't posted too much about it, and I don't think there's been too much other than I know Drift <laughs> did his his uh, edition release. Cool nice. Man Dan, uh, he did yeah. his, and then Amber Vittori, I believe she already did hers. Um, and there's a, a list of maybe 10 to 15 creators total, uh, me being one of them, which, you know, incredibly ecstatic about that. It, it, it's uh, a bit surreal. So working on the details of that, it'll be a, an addition of 50 of the same artworks. So um, excited to post more about that. So that's that'll be uh, uh, upcoming, you know. Really cool. Few days, Can't wait week, to hear more about that. Yeah, yeah. And, and, and this is another another barrier to entry dropped, right? When you can mint an NFT on Instagram, you know we're getting close. Nope. Right. I mean, like another crazy thing, like the huge players, you know, Instagram and Meta. Like, I, I don't think the, the at least the art aspect of the space isn't going to go anywhere. Yeah, for sure. For sure. Um, Vinny, I'm, I'm out of questions. So I'm uh, if you're happy to stick around for another 10 minutes or so and take some from the audience, that would be um, amazing if anybody wants to sure. raise a hand and come up and uh, ask a question. Invite all, invite all the friends up. Yeah, <laughs> for, for eight minutes. <laughs> Absolutely. Um, yeah, if anyone wants to ask Vinny a question about anything that's going on, or you know, any any plans, what you know, what it's been like to uh, to to create in the space, please, please, now is the time to uh, come up. And I try and drag that out until someone does it. Oh yes, thank you. So I've got um, Issa Trey. That is my guess at how that is pronounced. Issa Trey. Hey, hey, Issa Trey, how are you doing? Good, how are you? Thanks for having me. I'm okay. If I pronounced that correct, Issa yeah, Trey? Yeah, exactly. Correct. 100%. Woo! Yeah. <laughs> Legend. <laughs> yeah, Vinny, uh, I just wanted to say hey. Uh, huge fan, obviously. Howdy. Yeah. Um, Big fan of yours. <laughs> thank you, man. Thank you. I was just digging around because uh, I saw this space happening. I was like, oh, man, I know I have my ski mask somewhere. We just moved. Uh -oh. <laughs> so I was trying to find uh -oh. the ski mask, and I just found it. So that's pretty cool. So I love that. Yeah, I was, uh, what was it, not too long, maybe a few months back, I was driving around L.A. and just looked up and saw one of your big pieces on, a, on like, an LED screen. I think I DM'd it to you. I yeah. Like, yeah, I saw your piece over there. Yeah, that was super <laughs> cool. That was with the, the crowd from Vellum, the Vellum L.A. crew. Right, uh, right. Me up there. But, yeah, that's so cool you saw that, and I appreciate it. So funny. Yeah. And it's just, it's just, I love seeing that now. I'll see some other um, friends in the space that I know, and I'll just, like, randomly see their artwork at different, you know, either on a building, a, a billboard or something. I'll go, whoa, it's so crazy. Like, all, all the art kids from Twitter are, like, doing really fun <laughs> stuff and, and, and great things. It's, it's, it's lovely to see. It's the greatest. It's the greatest. I had a question for you, though. Uh, sure. Do you have – is there going to be an official uh, collab with uh, the post office? I think you teased something about that or something. Ooh. Yeah. <laughs> no, see, that would be uh... – Nothing official yet. I've been trying to figure out how to do an official stamp. Like, they always invite artists to do stamps. It goes on all year long. And I'm like, how do I get my name in that drawing? How do I make a, a sick official stamp? Um, I would love to do that. And then I also, like, kind of jokingly tweeted, like, how do I become the creative director of the post office? Um, <laughs> I don't know what that would entail, but it would be fun to, like, redesign the uniforms, redesign the post offices, redesign the trucks. Uh, Dude, that would be so that. sick. 
I, maybe I totally maybe when I'm like 45 that. or something, I'll pivot to that. <laughs> but <laughs> time will tell. That's amazing. <laughs> and I think the idea behind stamps as well. Um, Easy trade. Great question, by the way. Thank you. But yeah, the, the idea behind stamps in the UK, we're all having our um, our stamps redesigned right now. We've got uh, oh, for the first time in many people's lifetimes, we have a ah. different a different person's head on our stamp. Yeah, when, is, when uh, I got to London for the first time, I was walking around with uh, Toby Toby Lasso and. I like stopped dead in my tracks and I was like, Oh my God, there's a post off. I mean, I knew there was post offices, but it's just like a funny thing just to like <laughs> see my first post office in London. I was like, dude, it's right there. And Toby's like, it's just a post office. Like, I don't get it. I was like, no, you don't get it. <laughs> <laughs> Did you enjoy London? Like, have oh, you been, I loved it. It was too short of a trip. I hadn't, that was my first time out of the United States at all. Um, wow. First international place. And, and I was proud that it was, it was London, but, yeah, I mean, it was, it was a busy week, so I didn't really get to go and do too many touristy little adventurous things, which I wish I could. So I think maybe the springtime, I'm going to go back for like a month or, or two and um, work there and then just like adventure around and kind of take oh, it. And I've been thinking about it since I left. Like it, London was great and really want to explore it some more when the weather might be a bit nicer. Incredible. Well, when you do that, please reach out and I will set a, sure. stu- a studio tour up with um, Philip Kobe, who I said um, I mentioned a moment ago. Oh, I would He's- love that. Yeah, incredible artist. I know he'd love to meet you and uh, and give you a tour of his studio. It'd be incredible. Oh, we'd love that. Thanks. Um, okay. Well, look, I don't have anyone else coming up, so we've obviously been incredibly comprehensive, um, Vinny, and it means I get to let you go four minutes early, which is wonderful. Oh, look at um, that. No. <laughs> <laughs> well, it was, it was I, such a pleasure talking. Thanks for the invite. Glad we got to run into each other uh, when we were in town. And yes. uh, yeah, till next wow, time. So honestly, we can do the, the in real life spaces next time yeah. in London. We can just sit and chat. <laughs> Please, like, and and to be honest, like hearing now that that was your first trip to the UK to have bumped into you in that manner, like I feel very, very privileged. And um, it's been fantastic having you up. It's been a really nice, relaxed chat, and uh, yeah, um, a, a real, real privilege. And and uh, I'm going to turn it into a podcast, which I'll share with you, and you can share with your community. Um, it's always great to an insight from the founder of any project um like for this sure. and so thank Sounds you for being so thank you for being so honest thank you for being so open um and uh bex and clemente thank you for coming up um it's it's tray i nearly got it wrong isa tray thank you for your question also great to meet you too i've just given you a follow and um yeah everyone Vinny, thank you so much for your time um and uh i will be sharing next week's spaces very very soon thank you for joining us again and um Have a wonderful day, morning, evening, wherever you are in the world. Um, Be safe, take care, and uh, big energy. Thanks for having me. Ciao. Take care, Vinny. Thank you. Bye. (laughs)